And so what happens is, in God's economy, all that equal and opposite or more than equal and opposite reaction, we're headed to heaven with full force. But guess what? There's somebody that we need to impact in this world. Welcome to the Family Worship Center podcast. Each week, we bring you our message from our Sunday morning services at Family Worship Center in Beaumont. Our uh, sermon title for today is Brace for Impact. And um, this is something that was on my heart uh, to start at the first of the year. And then the Lord kind of spoke to me about talking about what was next on his calendar. So we took about three weeks to look at that. If you weren't here and you want to catch up on those, Zach puts them online so you can catch us on Facebook and get a link to it there and uh, catch up on the sermons. But um, as we were looking at, as I want to look at, what we need to do for this year and that we need to brace for impact. Because if we will ask the Lord to impact us, guess what? He's going to do it. And then we, in turn, uh, are able to to make an impact in our world. Any of you ever remember or played Pong? <laughs> Some of us remember the day of Ataris, and uh, but man, that was that was the big thing. Fact is, I guess for a long time it was the only game that you could get on an Atari, and. You know, here's the little thing. You had the little dot that moved back and forth on the screen, and you made sure that you moved your little paddle up and down and caught that thing. But what happened was, if you did it properly, it would bounce off. And then it would go, and sometimes it would it would just hit the wall and come straight back. Sometimes it would hit the corner and bloop, bloop. And then it would come back. It would make two or three sometimes. And that's exactly what happens with us and the Lord. What happens is he throws the ball our way because, see, we are lost and undone, and we don't, we, we don't even realize it until he brings it to our attention. How does that happen? By preaching, by the word. Uh, he, he makes an impact on us in letting us know that, number one, we can't do it without him. Number two, that uh, through him is the only way that we can make it right. And the fact that he extended grace and mercy toward us is the impact. and it, But it doesn't stop there. It bounces off of us. fact is, let me, let me give you a little example of impact. I, I thought about somebody that would be about the same size as me. Doug, if you will, help me. And what we're going to do is, Doug's gonna, Doug, I want you to stand about right here. And, and I'm going to get about the equal uh, distance over toward this side. And... Uh, so what's going to happen here is Doug and I are going to run as fast as we possibly can, and, and we're going to run into each other. And I'm going to just give you a real example of what impact can be. So, okay, on the count of three, and you help count us down. One, two, are you kidding? Do you really think I'm going to run at him and he's going to run at me? i got a bad hip, he's got bad knees, so we're not going to do that. <laughs> So here's the deal. <laughs> if you don't remember anything else about this sermon, you'll remember me and Doug lined up at the front ready to run it one night. But what happens is whenever there's an impact, there's at the very least, if we go with physics on this earth, there's an equal and opposite reaction. 
Okay, whatever happens, it's it's the all the things of physics and mass and all velocity and all that kind of stuff tied together. So there is at least an equal and opposite reaction. And so if Doug and I had to run at each other at full force and met somewhere right here in the middle, I might I might be able to outrun him a little bit. So he'd probably been right right here. You know what it would have been? A mess. It would have been just a horrible, horrible mess. And Doug and I would have probably never recovered from it. So here's the deal. God impacts us in the fact that he's the one that got this whole thing started. He's the one that threw the ball our way. He's the one that said, I'm not willing just to make this existence. I'm not willing to just say, let there be and create planets and stars and sun and moon and all those things and walk away. Realizing that he could have, he's God, he could have done anything he wanted to do. And he could have started all this thing in motion. You know, this is a day and a time when people don't believe in creation. They believe in the Big Bang Theory. I, I, I also believe in the Big Bang Theory. I think God said, bang, and there it was. Amen? So that kind of explains all that. But here's the deal. God could have said, okay, job well done. Because what did he say whenever he created it? It was good. Let's start somewhere else. I'll come back in a, a millennial, a millennium and, and check on it. But the thing that God did is he said, I want to be a part of every day of this creation. Created man in his image, breathed into his nostrils, and he became a living soul. Set us apart from every other part of creation. Every other part of creation, he created it, but he did not breathe his, a part of him into it. So we are set apart. And so he said, I'm not willing that, of course, we know the story. It, it was perfect up until that time whenever sin entered into the picture. He had to give the opportunity to, to disobey in order so that obedience meant something. And Adam and Eve sinned and broke everything that we can imagine. I mean, do you, how many of you have ever driven a broken car or tried to drive a broken car according to how bad it was broken? And it's never, it's, it's not like a new one, is it? Yeah, I mean, we can even get a few miles on one and it's not like a new one. Can you imagine, therefore, thinking in reverse of how awesome this planet must have been? We look at things on this earth and we just, ooh, and ah. I mean, how many of you have ever seen the Grand Canyon? How huge and how awesome. And we say it's pretty. It's a gully. Amen? I know that my wife and I are strange people. No amens on that one. But we got the opportunity years ago, we were at a conference and uh, very, very close to the Grand Canyon, about an hour drive away. So we said, we're going to rent a vehicle, we're going to take off this afternoon, we're going to go up there and look at the Grand Canyon, because that's all we've ever heard. Grand Canyon, Grand Canyon, it's awesome. So we drove up there, we got out, we looked at it. We stood there about 15 minutes. She looked at me and she said, you ready to go? I said, yep. <laughs> been there done that seen it <laughs> and we were at the one of one of the major overlooks and stuff and it was awesome it was a big hole and and i mean it was it was awesome but it's a gully can you imagine what it looked like before all the water washed it away 
Amen? I mean, we look at petrified trees. I'd like to see them standing up. Amen? All this kind of stuff. And so what we think is beautiful and what our, our symbolism of what's good and what's, what's wow on this earth is, is slanted toward the fact that we live on a broken planet. And we're broken people. The best person, the best man is still a man. The best woman is still a woman. Can you imagine that in comparison to how awesome God is? Amen? The be- think of the best person you've ever known. The, the best Christian example that you've ever known in your life. And imagine that that is still broken. If you had never had a new car or had a car that everything was functioning on and you were used to driving a 1972 Pinto and somebody gave you a brand new Cadillac, well, you'd be like, whoa, I didn't realize they made them like this. And whenever we get the opportunity to interact with God and and he impacts us, guess what? It's not an equal and opposite reaction when we impact with God. And so what he expects us to do is in our rebound from that impact, because there would have been a big rebound had Doug and I impacted somewhere along in here, there would have been a big impact. And I'll guarantee you both of us probably would have staggered back from that. But you think about what it's like when you let God impact your life. When you realize that he has intersected your existence and given you an opportunity to... to see, here's the thing. Go back, we'll go back to Pong. We're, bound, we're going across here, and we hit the wall of sin. And we're rebounding this way. Had God not put that paddle up in front of us, we would have just continued into eternity, headed for hell. No way to reverse it. No way to change our trajectory. No way to, to change that at all. Eternity is a long time. And hell is a bad place. But because of God's love, because of his grace, because of his mercy, because of his compassion, guess what? Here we were on our trajectory headed to hell. And we're headed in the opposite direction. Suddenly, we're not headed to hell anymore. We're still still in in the time scheme of eternity. But instead of headed to hell, we're headed to heaven. And so what happens is, in God's economy, all that equal and opposite or more than equal and opposite reaction, we're headed to heaven with full force. But guess what? There's somebody that we need to impact in this world. There's somebody, God's God's happy that we're going to heaven. Not diminishing that in the least. But the fact is, he wants us to affect somebody else and change their trajectory. Because there's somebody that you meet every day. Somebody that you live next door to. Somebody that you work with. Somebody that you encounter in your family. That guess what? They're headed in this direction. And you need to just bump them. And let them see God in you. Let them see God's grace working in you. Let them see the example so that their trajectory gets changed as well. Somebody say amen. We need to... Let God impact us. So we need to brace for impact. We've got a couple of scriptures that I want us to look at. Matthew chapter 5, first of all. 
This is Jesus talking to us as believers. He said, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it is lost its flavor? How many of you, if you picked up your salt shaker on your table and you doused it on your food and all of a sudden it didn't change it? Get it some more. Maybe you, maybe you reach for the Zatarans or the Tonys. Amen. They got a little bigger ride. If you're Tonys, if you put your Tonys on your food and it didn't make it saltier, uh, what would you do? You'd put more Tonys, and what if, what if that didn't work? You'd get another bottle of Tonys. Amen. You'd get another jar of, of, of Tonys, a little can. And so he says, what good is it if we are not salty? He has called us to be the salt of the earth. And if we're not salty, what good are we doing? Answer is none. And so he says, if it's lost its flavor, can you make it salty again? Well, no, not really. He says, you throw it out. That Tony's going in the trash can, getting out a new can. Be trampled underfoot is worthless. You are the light of the world. In other words, he, he gives this example like a city set on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. In other words, during the daytime you see it, at night you're going to see it. Whenever you, you are anywhere close to it, you are going to see that city. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a bushel or a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. In other words, make an impact. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, make an impact. <laughs>